0: Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Tau from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Fort Collins, Colorado is Jay Anstein. Jay is Compliance Program Director, Western Division for Banner Health. And today we're going to be talking about an aspect of whistleblower management. First, Jay, thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. You bet. Thanks, Adam. So I really was intrigued by your column in Compliance Today magazine about awareness blind spots when it comes to helplines. You make a really good point that I don't think it's talked about much. We educate our workforce on how to contact the helpline, but we don't on what's coming after they dial or hit send. That could be a huge problem because that's where the mystery often is, which may get in the way of people picking up the phone in the first place. Is that correct? Uh,
1: Yes, I think it is a blind spot, or, you know, another way to put it is that if we're not educating on this topic, uh, then we're not fully connecting with our audience on reporting issues into compliance via the hotline, you know, whether that's a traditional phone call or a web submission. Um, We tell them how to report, but not what happens after they do so, and oftentimes when someone is reporting a potential compliance concern, you know, they're in a vulnerable state, they're anxious, they're stressed, And sometimes that source of stress and anxiety, at least in my experience, is connected to uncertainty. And so if we can remove some of that uncertainty by educating our audience about what it is actually like to report an issue, then I think that not only helps them when they do go to report, but sort of on a higher level, it's going to encourage people to report issues in the future, which is what we want.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And reducing the mystery would certainly help. So first, when and how often should we be doing that kind of training?
1: You know, in terms of frequency and cadence of the training, I think it should be done initially upon hire and then, you know, annually thereafter, you know, just as part of um, the process of doing education about how to report issues into compliance. Um, You know, you could certainly go above and beyond that if you wanted to do some type of ad hoc training if you felt there was a specific need to address, but I would just say at a minimum, you know, upon hire and then annually thereafter
0: so when we do that training what ideally should it cover uh, as we train people about what the whole helpline process is
1: yeah that's a great question um you know what i would say is that you should really cover the process you know from a to z and i think i mentioned this in the column but really trying to simulate what that process is going to look like from the reporter's perspective you know whether that's a hotline call or a web submission And you know, to piggyback off that comment, you know, if your hotline offers phone calls and web submissions, then you want to make sure you're covering, you know, both those processes. But as I think I'd covered in the column, you know, really think of what questions your audience might ask about the process and what that looks like, and then answer those questions as part of your presentation.
0: Which really goes to something I I gotta say, I learned during my 13 years in ad agencies, which is always communicate from the listener's perspective. It's far too easy to focus on what you think you want to say, but getting inside their head and figuring out what they want to hear or need to hear uh, is really important um, to do. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. That's the right way to do it. Think about what their questions are. Now, one of the questions anyone in compliance is going to be asking is how deeply do you think we should be talking about what we can't talk about? I mean, what I mean is how do we want to share the fact that privacy and other factors may mean that the reporter won't necessarily hear back the details uh, that they want to hear?
1: yeah, that is a great point, adam i you know there's definitely a balance with what information you can and can't share with the reporter, so you know I think as part of the presentation, you know you want to be transparent with your audience that you know based on the subject matter, what's being investigated, you know, like you said, such as privacy the reporter may not be privy to all the information that was involved in the investigation or the resolution due to confidentiality concerns not being compromised. So I think um, hitting on that point I think is an exercise of being transparent and also demonstrates honest communication too that I think is, is something that um, you would want to address as part of your uh, presentation uh, on this topic. You know, um, there's also a concern for sharing proprietary information, such as you know what specific information was relied upon, you know when a, when a determination was made about investigation, which is information that you can't share. And so I do think it is good to be transparent about that with your audience as you're talking about this topic.
0: Now, do we want to train them on what to expect when talking to a supervisor or directly to the compliance team as well? That's that's tougher since there's so much variety in terms of what is reported and. The person they may be reporting to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think again, I think that's a great point to make. You know, at least in my experience with doing trainings on hotlines, you know, you often kind of go through this pecking order of, of, um, you know, who the who the employee could report a potential concern to, and usually, you know, it's the first line of defense is the supervisor. Um, but I think. It, You know, in that context, maybe going above and beyond and explaining some things about that process because, you know, the reality is, at least in my experience, sometimes the supervisor is the actual problem. So you can't go to the supervisor and sort of whatever your other options, uh, which is why compliance is available uh, to report something in through the hotline or directly to a compliance officer. Um, But again, I think walking them through what the different avenues are for them to report. And what resources they have available to them to report, and maybe the why behind. um, You know, it may make there may be advantages or disadvantages in reporting it a certain way, um, you know, whether that's to a supervisor or to the compliance department, but sort of emphasizing the big point of just making sure that people are reporting issues in so that they can be addressed and resolved
0: one problem that you may face is that employee would really like to talk to compliance about this issue directly but they're uncomfortable doing it in the office uh, because they're afraid somebody may see them wonder what they're talking about and so forth what's your advice for how to both meet the employee and yet not do so in a way that could potentially put them at risk either perceived or real
1: yeah i think you know something that i have tried to message in the past with uh, employees um, when we've been doing training on hotlines and reporting issues into compliance is that, um, you know, I am open and comfortable in in trying to meet them in a place to discuss whatever the issue is, uh, you know, wherever that location is that makes them feel most comfortable and trying to kind of let them lead that piece of it because I don't you know first and foremost I don't want to go and meet them at their place of employment because I don't people know who I am or know the fact that I'm in compliance that could potentially unnecessarily raise questions why is Jay here um, so try and meet them at a neutral location um, you know a conference room somewhere on site or even some sometimes off-site um, but whatever, there's a location that would make that person feel comfortable and wouldn't draw attention to them Um, is something that I've that I have messaged in the past to employees that I'm open to meeting them you know wherever it's most comfortable for them
0: now one of the other issues is you can't always tell people what the disposition is Um, you can't obviously when they tell you what the allegation is say wow that's serious you're right Uh, but you want to make them feel as if they're being listened to and what they're doing is appreciated uh, by the organization What's the best way to communicate that appreciation?
1: Yeah, you know something I have done in practice over the years um, in various forms, whether it's you know something related, you know if it was let's just say for example it was not anonymous hotline submission, uh, or if more likely it's a direct uh, directly reported issue, um, is making sure to take the time out specifically. thank that person on the back end for speaking up and taking the courage to speak up and raise the issue Um, trying to acknowledge that uh, you know the compliance officers are one person in the organization Uh, we can only be in a limited number of locations at any particular time we really do need employees to be the eyes and ears uh, to help us from an operations perspective Um, and the compliance program does take a village and it takes people uh, to I have the courage to speak up and report something and so i always want to try and reward that and thank them for doing that so that we could address the issue uh and to try and so that encourages that behavior going forward um, there's even times when i have written handwritten thank you notes uh, to the person that reported or if even if it was something where an employee really kind of went above and beyond um, i've even written a thank you note to that employee supervisor so that the supervisor can confidentially recognize that particular employee for their efforts in supporting the compliance program.
0: Well, I want to add my appreciation to you for taking the time to discuss this with us today um, and also for writing about it for Compliance Today magazine. Uh, I think this is one of those topic areas that there's so much yet that we can learn and so many challenges to overcome so that we really can create an environment where people feel valued for coming forward and don't just see the risk there. So Jay, thank you again uh, for joining us today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletop from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.